Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Supercoach Edge, and uh, well, it's it's a, a special episode because it is the first of two special episodes before the season proper kicks off with our team reveals, our final team reveals. And first up, we've got my team DJ Trade a lot by name and by nature, of course. And uh, the next step, we'll be looking at your team, a very uh, very close look, Liam, because we're going to get the microscope out and and uh, analyze uh, your team, but as well as mine, uh, this this specific episode. Probably want to be a bit careful analyzing my team too much because I think I'll change it based off that. Like if we, <laughs> if we analyze it too much, I'm I'm really indecisive. And I, we were talking about this off before we started recording. I think every you, you're quite settled. You think you said since last Wednesday you haven't changed yeah, changed your when side. I shot it to you. Whereas I'm kind of like I've changed it quite a number of times since last Wednesday. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I'm not too concerned about it because I think that's what I kind of normally do as we get close to the season anyway, but I am finding yeah. that I'm reverting back to sort of the last team. So I think I've kind of got a settled side. What we'll see today uh, in, in, in the next step is probably pretty close to what, 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 what we'll see when the season starts, but uh, obviously yeah. it could be some changes, but I think it'd be yeah. pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. I think that probably but, applies uh, to both of yeah. us, doesn't it? Like in terms yeah. of um, like the rookies, especially like, uh, well, we can probably announce it now. Like as we record this a uh, couple of hours before it was announced that uh, Cowan, yeah. Lockie Cowan mm-hmm. and um, Hollands for Carlton, her both, both making their debut against Richmond. So uh, at least that ticks a couple of rookies off the list uh, early as well. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's very, very nice of the baggers to do that and announce it early. Yeah, so uh, it takes a little bit of uh, extra stress away. So uh, it's, uh, it it's does. always good. So, yeah. I do think it's going to mean a little bit of, um, some people are going to be struggling because they're going to need to find a way. They've they've opted for Chincotta, who's obviously, I mean, mm. based off what we've heard, you would assume unlikely to debut. 
Yeah. Um, based off based off what what's happened. Um, yeah. So interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting for those teams because they're going to have to obviously find some cash across mm. the field to upgrade him potentially to a Cowan, especially those that did did up for a Cowan, uh, up for Chincotter over over Cowan at, yeah. before. So yeah, tough one, but but good to good to finally get some teams getting a little bit more certainty. Yes, yeah, it's getting it's getting close, awfully close. And uh, it was yes. good as well to see both of those guys get uh, get debuts because I know like you posed the question to me numerous times and I was like, yeah. oh, cow and just. Um, but uh, Hollands as well, like he's a little bit of a surprise. Justified. But as I said, I think it was in the last episode um, that he might have been taking Lockie O'Brien's role on the wing. So um, I'm probably guessing that he's going to uh, make way or who knows, he, he may uh, actually... And that's the thing we haven't really spoken about it uh, since mm. the episode. But the uh, the sub, uh, we have to keep that in mind. And uh, potentially, if if O'Brien plays and Acres should uh, yeah. should have the other wing uh, sewn up, who knows mm. that uh, Hollands may uh, be rested uh, come towards exactly. the end of the game. But wait and see, of course, for the teams and see who is named as the uh, as the sub, uh, the starting sub. So mm, interesting. Just another layer of something that we need to think about on the Thursday. So as I'm walking into the into the game, into the Richmond Carlton game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, if you want to keep up to date with uh, with the teams as they drop, uh, you can find them on our socials. We'll uh, we'll be endeavouring to post all the news as it as it comes to light. And you can find us on Twitter at, at supercoach underscore edge, Damon at, at damoj88, myself at Liam Evans underscore ninety five, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, search supercoach edge, and you'll find us there. Very nice. And also a reminder about our Supercoach Edge group for those that haven't already joined. Uh, we actually uh, got a message uh, on Twitter. Uh, oh, no, it was Facebook maybe. Yeah, it was Facebook. Uh, they they DM'd us and said, oh, what's the uh, what's the group code? Well, here it is again. So if you haven't yet joined up, and uh, it seems like there's a few out there that haven't yet, so get on it uh, because doing so, uh, you could potentially be in the running to win a Supercoach Championship ring from from the uh, the good folks there at the Supercoach Championship mm. rings uh, and uh, a whole array of stuff. So if you are in your own league, uh, cash league or otherwise, and you're looking for a prize, uh, you can get a customized ring through that good folk there. So check them out. Um, but to join our group, it is uh, 249149 is the code. So 249149. And also a reminder that we've opened up our Patreon for 2023, which gives you access to a cash league in the top tier, which at this stage, I think we're almost uh, signed up. I think we've potentially got one on the hook um, waiting for. So once he, uh, he comes to the party, uh, if he's keen to continue, because he was uh, the winner actually uh, last season. So uh, I'll be surprised if he doesn't want to come to the party. But having said that, uh, we are able to open up extra spots if you are interested. So uh, time is running out, but um, you could potentially uh, still join up yes. if you are keen. So let us know if you are, um, and we'll open up uh, some extra spots there because it is at the moment capped at eight. So we can extend that if you are keen. So just hit us up on Twitter or Facebook, DMS, all that sort of stuff, and we can open it up for you. Uh, and access to uh, that top tier with the Cash League is $15 per month um, and as well as the, as the lower tier as well. If you are keen to support us, uh, we are grateful, of course. Anything you can do to help us out and support us, uh, at least recoup some funds that uh, Podbean have slugged us every single season. It's uh, it's about 150 bucks thereabouts, so not cheap. Um, but, I mean, anything you can do to help us out, um, no obligations, of course, but the lower tier there is five. 50 a month, which is, is of course a, about a half a, a cup of coffee nowadays uh, with inflation yeah. 
rising interest rates and all that sort of stuff. But um, <laughs> if you are keen to check that out, uh, for more info, head to patreon.com forward slash supercoachedge. Very nice. And uh, as we as we announced on the last three episodes, the last three preseason uh, episodes where we, we analysed the, the, the practice matches, uh, we have smashed our 500 subscriber target and we we, mm. we kicked off the, the competition and uh we've we've got five little some fright sorry we've got some prizes for five lucky competition mm. entrants and uh we put them all into into the wheel of fortune i want to call it yeah. and <laughs> yes. uh we're gonna we're gonna spin we're gonna spin the wheel of fortune uh, and select we? these five winners i'm very excited yeah well here we'll, we we'll are so reach out to up. these guys on on YouTube, we'll, we'll comment um, with some um, contact details oh, for them comment. to get back to us with. Yeah, 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 yeah. On their exactly comment, right. On their winning comment. Yeah. So you'll you'll uh, by doing so in, in winning this, you'll get access to the uh, the exclusive Patreon Supercoach Edge group, which is different to the Supercoach Edge group, which is open to uh, to the public, which yeah, uh, read out the, the code public, for yeah. earlier. Um, so that's sort of one of the uh, little little perks that you get by joining our Patreon. So. Um, these lucky five winners, as to who they will be, will spin the wheel. We'll add a little bit of music, potentially. We are recording this at the moment uh, through uh, StreamYard, which we haven't really done before. We've done a, a live stream through it, but see how this goes. So hopefully I'll be able to add a little uh, little Wheel of Fortune music. Otherwise, I'll just hum it. <laughs> so here it is. We're adding it to the stream here. And you can see there, uh, there's multiple entrants, but there's also multiple entrants with mm. multiple entries uh, because those people, as we said across the last two, oh, sorry, three episodes, uh, the when they commented across uh, multiple episodes, they get uh, counted as, a, as an additional entry. So you'll see there, we've got Gurav at the top there. Uh, he's got three entries. Matt uh, Wachta, or Wachta uh, he's got three. Matt Walker's got two. Um, there's a few others there as well uh, with multiple entries. So... Uh, we'll spin this wheel and uh, see who is lucky enough to <laughs> to win a I'm spot. So I'm excited. For this. <laughs> I'm actually more excited for this than my unveiling my own team. This is this is really cool, and it won't stop spinning. It's mesmerising. It's put me into a bit of a trance. It is. Uh, if you listen to this on the podcast, you'll have no idea what we're talking about. Jump across to YouTube <laughs> and check it out. <laughs> it sounds like we've just smoked a big fat dude. And we're just talking about something non-existent. <laughs> we might have done that as well. But um, yes, uh, check it out on YouTube so you can see what we're seeing. Do you see what I see? It is mesmerizing. Oh, my God. It is very mesmerizing. So click to spin. And let's see who our first winner is of the five winners uh, for a spot in our Patreon season-long membership. So here we go, Liam. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's even got music as well. Oh, I can't hear it little ticker oh you can't hear it no unfortunately the first is matt watchstar and there's a round of applause as well you can't hear i I can guarantee this is not happening in my head there is a round of applause that's happening (laughs) i don't know i can't hear this oh we have a winner (laughs) so actually liam can you note down these winners so we've got uh matt matt uh watch watch watchstar or wachter sorry apologies we're butchering your name yes sorry um Um, so here's the first Yep. Uh, yeah, they're, just, they're bringing the, the listeners on a journey with us, all right? But it's okay Ooh, exactly. that we're troubleshooting as we go. <laughs> <laughs> so we've just spun the wheel. And next up, we've got Matt Walker, who was a double entrant. So good to see there. Good reward for effort there. And a round of Matt applause Walker. as well. Thank you. Thank you. The voices in my head. 
So that's the second up. Third up, we have... If it's Matthew Bentley, then it's just looking like it's just pulling out, pulling out just mats. mats all around. Oh, no, it's not. It is. No. Oh, great to see this. Gaurav. Gaurav Boas. Or Bo- Boas. I, I am butchering names. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> you'll see um, our reply to your comment on YouTube. Uh, yes. Gaurav, so thanks for entering. And he was a multi-entrant uh, as well. So we had three entrants. Uh, yes. That's why it pays. <laughs> pays to listen to all the apps so you can enter all exactly. the competitions. Yeah, be interactive, all that sort of stuff. So here we go. So uh, let's have a look at the fourth. Oh, number four. Oh, it is, oh, is... Supercoach Masters. <laughs> look at Which that. we've got a little bit of an we've got a little bit of announcement uh, coming up. Uh, we do. Should we do it now or we'll do it, do it next episode? Do it next episode. We'll do it next we'll episode. Let's it keep is. the let's let's keep some interest. Yeah, exactly. So Supercoach Masters are uh, those those loose cannons. The uh, the boys yes. there, Supercoach Masters. Loose units. So here we go. So last one. Number five. Number five. This is your last chance. Who could it be? I'm going I'm to guess. I'm going to say it's Jonas Goat. He's been he's been uh, commenting some it. funny funny things on YouTube. Yes. So. Yes. All slim. I'm hoping it's slim. I don't know why. A slim's a good bloke. He's a ripper bloke. Yeah. I reckon you're Ooh, right here, Damon. Oh, it's Jonas, Jonas Goat. Goat. There he is, Jonas Goat. Love it. Woo! So Ooh, there's a, there, was a, there was a holler in the background. There was a woo. <laughs> <laughs> the voices in my head are doing things, Liam. Yeah, I'm I don't you, know. I'm I don't you. know. I'm not hearing this. Um, so just to run back through the winners of the competition, and thank you to everyone for entering. Um, it does mean mean a lot to us uh, that there's so many people um, contributing and, and as taking part in the community. Uh, but winners for this competition are Matt Watchter. Uh, Matt Walker, Warav Bawas25, Supercoach Masters, and Jonas Goat. So we'll, uh, we'll yeah, look out for a comment um, on on your comment, a reply to your comment, mm. and we'll uh, we'll be in contact with some contact details, and we'll set you up in the Patreon. Well, Liam, I think it's about that time, isn't it? We've now now the fun the, the fun stuff with the Wheel of Fortune, which I want to do again. That was super fun to to click that and hear people cheering and stuff. That was. Even though you couldn't yeah, hear right. it, I could, I could hear it. I'll yeah, probably still yeah. hear it after the stream finishes and we finished recording and the, <laughs> the wheel isn't even up on my screen. Alrighty. So there we go. Liam, it is up. It is up. Oh, uh, here we go. What? That's the winning team? Oh, yes. Sorry. Oh, that's, this is, the, what this is, this is kind of like <laughs> the, um, this is the clay that I mold, like, you know, uh, in Ghost. Yes. Oh, I like when, this. When spin, yes, the spinning okay. wheel and stuff and I'm, oh, that's. We're going to see no, it. In the, in the. It's a man washing the spinning wheel. <laughs> Take my breath though. Oh no, that's that's Top Gun. Great uh, ro- romantic film, but scary as well at the same time. Um, well, let's kick it off, Liam. So this is obviously Sorry, my blank canvas. We're gonna canvas. see the magic. We're gonna see the magic happen. How you? How yes. you do it? Exactly right. This is uh, I've I've painstakingly. This is what I, what I was looking at when I first started. Obviously, the blank canvas. And there's been so many players cycling through every single position, even even yes. D one, which they've had a couple of players cycle through that position as well. So yes. we'll start with yep. that, and probably no surprise as to who it is. I think it's one of the more popular players here, um, and we'll just cycle this by ownership. I don't know if you can sit, see that. It won't let me. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Oh, you, yeah. you can see it. Yep, there we go. So I'm just yep. got multiple windows up. Um, I can also so see, the, see uh, the the countdown, just freaking oh, me out. 
<laughs> it's freaking you out. Exactly. It's getting closer, it's Liam. a lot of anxiety right now. Yeah, exactly right. That is the countdown for those tuning in uh, to the podcast, the countdown to round one. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's very scary. Uh, but in terms yeah, of this is primos... Anxiety on my side, this is... Yeah, not good. <laughs> not good at all. So let's kick it off with with uh, with D one. Yeah. And initially, I had this guy in here, Tom Stewart, mm. and he was in my team. He was one of the first players picked in my team, and you would have seen it as well uh, for the team reveal mm. that we did uh, a few weeks ago. But I must admit, after seeing Doherty's game, seeing how much CBAs he had, uh, he was still taking kickouts. I was seduced. I was well and truly seduced. And I thought this was one guy that I was, that was an immovable force that was never going to move from my side. But as it turns out, Mm. he's expendable. He is expendable. But I I know because I don't think I've ever started with Tom Stewart in my team. Maybe I have one stage, but I I haven't for recent times. mm. So it's a good point. I mean, it was between these two guys here, Tom Stewart and Doc. And they're very similar in terms of ownership. Yes. Stewart's very, 32%, Doherty 35%. And in mm. terms of um, money that I'm, I'm saving 400 bucks by <laughs> downgrading Stewart to Doherty, but it all counts. Hey, it, it all counts. All counts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. So I've gone, I've gone for that man, Doherty. <laughs> we sound like complete tight asses now. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to go down to the local tuck shop and buy a bag of mixed lollies now with that. So don't, don't diss me. It's uh, it all counts. Um, so I've got Dockers there, D1, um, as I said, speaks mm. for itself. The other thing that I really like about selecting Doherty from the get-go is obviously plays in the first game against Richmond, presents as a really nice VC option. You don't have to stuff yes. around and work out, mm. you know, oh, who's going to who's gonna play before, um, you know, GWS, Madden being the, uh, I've already given that away, but Madden being the R3, the loophole, everyone's loophole, uh, no secret there. Um, so walking into the game on Thursday, I'm going to be like, okay, Doherty presents himself as a very nice VC option. Having said that, he is yep. locked in, but that's always nice to have a VC first up. But sometimes it's, it's fraught Come with danger. On. It's fraught with danger. Come on, Doherty. Um, it's Lockerty. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Sam Lockerty. I forgot about that nickname. Slap on the wrist for me. Uh, let's move to D2. And uh, there was a guy here. <laughs> There's actually a few. There's actually a few players. Yep. You would have seen in my last team, this guy, uh, Nick Dacos yeah. was was sort of in the running um, and we all saw how he got tagged and I'm really worried. I mean, it's so reactionary because so many people jumped off him like what I have done. So he's no longer in my team, but seeing him being tagged and we knew that was going to come in his second year, like opposition coaches saw how impactful he was. So it's silly for me to take him, take him out of my team, but I was seduced again by another player that I had my eye on. And it's a player by the name of Jordan Ridley, who you know yes, very well. Yes, I was impressed with what I saw in the preseason game. Yeah, exactly. And 10% of teams. So he's climbing up there. I think it was around about th- maybe 3%, 4%um, going back a, a week or two ago. And a few other people have been seduced by the look of it. But still, 10%. That's quite low. I'm kind um, of shocked. And especially for D2. I'm shocked both ways with that, what I have to say. Like I'm surprised yeah, okay. that he's in so few teams, but I also feel like he's in a lot more teams than I expected. Um, mm, okay. Like kind of a bit both ways. I think I thought he would be higher after after yep. the sort of, what's the name? Everyone kind of jumped off um, Nick Dacos. I thought he might have been one that everyone jumped to. Mm. Well, he's, he's kind of, I think, I reckon a lot of people would have done this move because there's only 
what's yeah, that? Two, one thousand eight hundred. Quick maths uh, difference between uh, Dakes yeah. and Ridley. So you're paying a little bit more, eighteen hundred more. But pff, I mean, uh, the difference there, yeah, as you say, between the ownership, Ridley ten percent, Dake costs thirty five percent. So comparing the pair, you'd say that Ridley's a, a pod in comparison. So yeah, um, I mean, on the whole, he's uh, he's probably a pod comparison to other D2 options out there as well. Um, a lot of people may be going for Dawson in R2, which I I, um, I did flirt with as well. But in terms of just the spread of players in my team, which you'll see, couldn't afford to get him in. So he was the other player that I was toying with in D2. Um, but hopefully I can um, somehow work him into my team as the season progresses. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I was at with like both it. of those players there. So I've got an short Primo, Uber Primo in Doherty. And then a former Primo and potentially one that yeah. could be on the horizon to return to Primo status in Ridley. So he's one the one guy that I'm hoping uh, that can and, and tipping will elevate his uh, his average um, to yesteryear where he was performing quite well. Yeah, uh, The like next, next player, which I think a lot of people will be jumping on, is this guy here, Elliot Yo, for D3. Uh, 337k on the dot. Uh, liked what I saw. We went through him uh, in the preseason analysis episode, and yeah, playing that midfield role uh, with Stints off halfback as well as a distributor. I think he will make uh, minimum 100k, 150k potentially. Um, as we've always said, the main worry is the injury worries, but I think he's over it. Uh, from what we saw, was managed for game time a little bit in the preseason, but that should go up and up and up as he hits full fitness. So no real surprise yep. there. He's in 53% of teams uh, and he's actually yep. in defense, the low third risk. most owned player there. So low risk uh, with that sort yeah. of player there. So happy enough to take the gamble. Uh, in D4, this is a spot I think that's had a lot of people cycle through it. Mm. I can't even recall who I had to cycling through it. I've had that many, that many people, um, but I've had a few rookies, a few rookies um, and I'll just change. There's a lot to, of value in defense. There's, there's a heap of value in defense, a heap of value. And I'll scroll down to this. Uh, I won't won't ruin who it is, but just to that price point, um, just looking around about this range here. So it's the two, sort of 220 range. Uh, so there's like Caulfield who's injured. So a lot of people will be jumping off him. Good to see people have read yep. the news, 5%. Uh, there's Hayden Crozier, who was in my initial, initial squad. Uh, yeah. I really liked what was presented in terms of his role looked all right, apart from busting his finger open and like had a bone sticking through it. That was kind of gruesome. Um, he's still yep. in the running for me late, late running, but yes. I, I don't know, but just scrolling up his teammate, Liam Jones, who, yes. yep. you know, we talk about, we talk about um, key position players and they're fraught with danger <laughs> when it comes to super coach. Um, they're usually a slow burn. Uh, especially forwards, you know, we spoke of um, Ben King, um, uh, Josh Bruce, another one who like yeah. Josh Bruce is teammate of Liam Jones. But the thing with Jones, as we saw, and the one career that I had with him was first of all, his fitness, which we spoke about across the preseason. And then also the fact that, um, you know, being out of the game for 12 months virtually. Um, but then also the fact that I wasn't sure that he still had that that real string to his bow, that 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 uh, that one would for him, which was his intercept marking, which is where historically he's got a majority of his points over over the uh, over the years, and I think he took it was eleven marks or something to that effect uh, in it the preseason massive, yeah. game, 
and it was crazy, crazy numbers and, and really um, scored well. So from that, I think he ticked a couple of boxes there. And I think he played about 93% game time or something yeah. stupid. Yeah, it was um, very high. Well, there actually might have been the entire game, actually, from memory. He was like, definitely he one that. of the most, yeah, definitely was one of the most um, highest time on ground for the game. Off. I can't yeah. remember the exact number. Let me see if I can get it while you're talking. So they, they kind of fed into, uh, kind of alleviated <coughs> both of those worries there. So the marking prowess, big tick, the uh, and and the um, obviously the fitness base to play virtually the full game. I was like, wow, okay. Well, yeah, 92%. 92%. Second, so it's, second highest for the game. Ben Mackay was the highest with 94, but he was uh, the highest for the dogs uh, at 92. Yeah, wow. So like historically looking at, um, I'm not too sure if you can get it up whilst I'm, I'm having, a, having a talk to this, Liam, yes. but um, just in I've terms got, of historical got averages. Got scores? I can have a, yes, I have do a have quick them. squeeze through. Since 2017, um, um, he's averaged between 60, like his lowest average was 66.1. Yep, um, and his highest was seventy-seven point five, but pretty consistent around that sixty to seventy mark. Uh, 60, 66, mm. pretty much around that seventy mark was his sort of consistency. So should should be a consistent scorer in in that in that sense. Yep, and and normally uh, the rule of thumb is like <clears throat> uh, in terms of his what he's priced at, the average he's priced at, he's priced at an average of around about uh, forty-six, I think it is, about a touch on mm. forty-six. Uh, as an average, if he can score, uh, you know, back to the 65, 70 odd, he'll make 150K easily. It's just a matter of how quick he makes that. Uh, so that's my one query still with Liam Jones. But uh, looking at his ownership, it's creeping up there, 29%, pretty uh, pretty large for, for a guy of in that role uh, as a cash cow, sort of playing cash cow. So yeah, I think he's, yeah, his, his scores may may vary from week to week. That's the only real knock. Uh, might have a high score. They may have a low score that may hurt you uh, in your head to heads. But overall, I think I'm willing to gamble, and it will average out. If he does happen to average 65, 70 odd for the season, um, I'll be super happy for that. Make 150k, give him give him the old uh, heave ho, and um, bring in the next player. So happy enough with that. So in terms of structure, so far, oh, well, actually, I'll, I'll go into it uh, at the end of the. Um, uh, when I fill out my defense. So let's move on to the next player in D5. And uh, D5 and D6 historically for me, and I think for a lot of people, are rookies and cash cows um, yeah. because you can't really afford... I mean, historically, I haven't really spent up too much in defense. And you'll see here, I've got one genuine uh, primo in Doherty and then a sort of a subpar primo in Ridley. Uh, then yeah. a big pricer. Uh, cash cow, cash cow, cash cow on the last three spots in defense. So this guy here... A lot of people will have, and it is Ginby. Yeah, he's the most owned. Uh, he's the most owned defender. The most owned defender, sixty-two percent. So, uh, real um, uh, reason for it as well, because he scored really well, mm. uh, looked really good, and cemented his spot in West Coast lineup. So, expect to see his name uh, with a little debutant uh, in brackets next to him on the team sheet because yeah, he's looked real good. Uh, should make again, uh, even though he's the higher price rookie should make a uh, nice bit of bank for you. So lock and load with him. Not much more needs to be said. And there's some security uh, around him. Yeah, absolutely. There's some security yeah. things with this. And, and the scoring potential is there. So it's kind of tick tick um, yep. in what you want with the rookie and even a higher price rookie. It's okay. Yep. Exactly right. So uh, tick tick right there, as you said, and in D six is, 
probably no secret. It's this guy here, the second most owned player in defense, and it is Charlie Constable. Uh, his his ownership has skyrocketed. I had real, I'm sure we both did, had real queries about him. Uh, first of all, yeah. cementing his spot in Gold Coast 22. Uh, and then seeing, I mean, there's whispers there at training sort of before the trial games um, that he was playing in defense. So as a distributor role, looked really good taking kick-ins. Um, but again, as we've said across the journey, Liam, uh, there's a couple of guys out, aren't there? Yeah, there is. There's, uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to butcher these names now. Um, oh, it's Powell. There's Powell. Lucky Waller and Powell. That's Waller. the other one, Powell. I yep. always think, I don't know why I get Powell and... And Bowers confused in my head for some reason. Oh, I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> but whenever I, I always have to make sure I say the right one. Um, yeah. Yeah, those two. And that's probably the big concern is if they're named for round one, what does that do to the constable role? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the the, the one upside is the fact that, yeah, he's obviously traditionally played as a midfielder. Um, so if he is, yeah, if those two guys come back or at least one of them, at least there's that versatility there, as you say, to swing him into the midfield or maybe off the wing. Um, so I'm not too concerned there. Uh, and yeah, as we know, like his points per minute when he was at the Cats was off the charts and should be likewise yeah. from what we saw at the Suns, especially if he is taking kick-ins. Easy points there. Um, so lock and load with him. Uh, moving on to the bench. And uh, one of these guys here, I'll, I'll, uh, I've got him on the, the uh, second spot on the bench there uh, at the moment. But let's put him as the... D7 at the moment. And that's Lockie Cowan. Uh, really excited uh, as a Carlton supporter. Lock him in. Really excited to see this guy uh, make his debut. Uh, mature body, threw his body in at, to contests at will as well. Um, yeah. Just for a youngster, real mature head on his uh, shoulders. And I think he's, I'm not getting ahead of myself, but I, I don't normally get as excited for defenders as you do like midfielders, like, you know, Sam Walsh yeah. obviously comes with raps. Yeah. But this guy, I reckon he's, he reminds me so much of like an Adrian... I feel like I'm old now. A lot of you people won't know who Adrian Hickmott is. Uh, played through the 2000s, uh, 90s. Played for, he came from Geelong traditionally. Uh, a hard nut. Hard nut player. Threw his body in. Um, wasn't the, wasn't always the most polished player, but uh, he reminds me so yeah. much of him. So really excited to see him play. And if he plays with that vigor, intensity, uh, and maturity, I think he'll stay in our lineup for, for as long as it takes. Um, I'd like to see whose who spot he's actually taken. I mean... It's easy to say Williams, but having said that, there could be a Lockie Plum that's on the outer potentially as well. So there's another yeah. spot that's up for grabs there, uh, which may also work in the favor of Ching Cotter, who at this stage, don't think he'll make his debut. Otherwise, it would have been announced alongside Hollands and Cowan. So super, super yeah. hyped for him. Um, then we've got at D, uh, D8, yes, D8, uh, we have, and this spot's kind of still up for grabs. I mean... As we've said, the rookies, there's no yeah. certainty. But Wilmot, uh, he has looked okay at stages on the wing for Brisbane. Not playing out of defense as a distributor role. So you'd think him and McKenna, no clash there in terms of vying for the same role. Um, but I think he should play. And again, looking at his ownership percentage, 48%, uh, mitigates that risk there. So not too bad about that. But just wait to see uh, if there's any other guys on the horizon uh, when the teams do drop on Thursday. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, just quickly in terms of the uh, the structure. So we've got Doherty oh, as the yes, uh, the yes. primo. I got the uh, sort of the semi primo and Ridley. We have got Elliot Yo as yep. the mid pricer. Jones is sort of that higher priced rookie 
or uh, Steve Buscemi, as we've called him, <laughs> uh, mature age rookie. Uh, then we've got Ginby, high price rookie, Constable, uh, and then obviously filled out with the two rookies there on the bench. But let's move on to the midfield, uh, which is what everyone will be hanging on, I'm sure. And I am. M1. 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 It's it's probably the more important. Sammy- um, <laughs> yeah, I I wish it was Sammy Walsh. I wish it was him. <laughs> He's going to come in throughout the year. Don't you worry about that. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna settle for for Paddy Cripps then. No, no, it's not Cripper. It's not Cripper. <laughs> it's not Cripper. There's actually uh, sorry, I'll the stop. only Carlton. So the in. two Carlton players in my lineup have already been uh, named in Cowan and Docky. So no <gasps> more Carlton players. Is that it? Um, you got you got you got to play with your head, not your heart. Not not your. Uh, <laughs> So, I do uh, try and avoid Essendon players, which yeah. Although when, when you mention Walsh, you see my team. <laughs> yeah. When you mention Walsh, though, yeah, my yeah. head and heart is torn. So, but I know he's injured, so I can't mm. select him. So it's probably a good thing um, for yeah, my super coach, not so much Carlton. Um, but D, uh, M1, M1. So I did initially select, as you would have seen, this guy here, the big pink, sweaty pig himself, mm. Oliver. Uh, the crispy bacon that he delivers up on a, on a silver platter from week to week. Delicious, as Bruce would say. Um, and you know what you're going to get, like captaincy option, VC option from week to week, just assurance in terms of scores. Uh, but I saw only fleetingly, he's, he played a little bit off halfback and the coaches said that. Uh, other players have said it as well. Uh, I think Petrarca was quoted as saying that he's going to play a little bit off out of defense. Um mm. So that kind of scared me a bit. It's going to eat into that that potential scoring ceiling that we've seen and we've known and loved uh, from years gone by. So a little bit scared. On top of that is the potential for tags early on in the season. Mm. So there's potential there yeah, he's got quite a for his price to drop. Uh, so he could be a nice little upgrade target. So I've switched from Clary and I've gone for a guy who just uh, – actually, he's not in the – geez, where's his ownership at? Just scrolling down, scrolling down. and It's quite low. 26%. Mm. Rory Laird, or as we like to call him, Rory Squared. Um, in this case, he just, again, <laughs> smashed it in the preseason. Uh, yeah. Don't expect anything less. Just bulk possessions, runs all day. He's like a bit of a – he's like the running man 2.0. He's like a like Tookie Miller. Uh, loves the old one-twos. Like a, he's almost like a prototype of a Tom Mitchell. Uh, so I've selected him at that higher price point at 703.9K. Uh, and I suppose you probably could consider him a little bit of a pod in comparison to other primos uh, when you are yeah. comparing that well, group of players. How far down that list is he? I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, what's that number? 20, he's the 21st most owned player in the midfield. So that still does obviously counter in uh, as well, or factor in yeah, some uh, of your cash cows and, and stuff. Defenders, yeah. Yeah, and dual position forward midfields and stuff, yeah, yeah as you say. But... Um, yeah, I think in comparison to other guys, yeah. um, he's, he's a bit of a pod. Surprised. So, uh, I mean, in comparison to Clary, Clary's 41%, he's 26%. So he's yeah. a pod in comparison. And uh, like what I see with, with Roy Laird, traded him in during the season, 2022, off the back of Steele getting injured. But this season, starting with him, uh, lock and load right there. Next up, we only have to move a few players up in terms of ownership percentage from Rory Laird to this next guy, and it is Marcus Bontempelli, who's we've kind of uh, been annoyed with his scoring rate over the years because we haven't ever owned him. And champion, champion data, ch- I almost called them champion data. Well, you know what? I just did. I've called them champion data. Champion data, 
He's a bit of a love child for them, as we all know. Meters gained, uh, yes. knock-ons, just easy stats that he gets, easy points he gets for those. Um, but no more complaining. We're going to be cheering the Bont. And I think he's going, to, he's going to be for a huge season. Here's my tip for the Brownlow medal. I think he's going to take his game Oof. to the next level outside of Supercoach, um, catch the eye of the umpires, um, and just be an absolute gun. Uh, struggled with injury uh, last year. So, yeah, he's fitness of uh, – sorry. He's got a, a full – Bill of Health here, uh, picture of fitness, and here's a lock and load for me at M2. M3 is is one that I've been wrestling with uh, with a couple of players. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, this guy here, Jack McRae, I really, really like, and sung his praises through the, the preseason. We've, we've said he's one of the value picks of the season, and for good reason. Uh, historically, he scored very well. Last year was a bit of a downer, bit of a um, bit of an outlier, you could say. So I think it's easy to say that he's going to, again, recapture that form and average that he has had in years gone by. But I've decided to save a little bit of money and go for a guy that a lot of people Ooh. have been scared scared off with, and it is Jack Steele. I'm mm. still there. I've, I've, I've got my pom-poms. Give me an S, give me a T, give me an E, give me an E. That's, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm a cheerleader. I'm in a little skirt. Actually, I'm not in a skirt because don't, don't picture that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, Jack Steele, we both love him. And I think it's it kind of, it's worked into my favor. I like the fact that people have jumped off, creates a bit more of a pod aspect to him as that sort of sub primo. Um, so really happy with that. We all know that his high floor is very high. Oh, sorry, his, his floor is quite high um, and his ceiling yeah. is even higher as well. So I like that security that he brings. We saw in the preseason game, he only scored around about 80 odd. Uh, and if that's a downer game for him from week to week, I'd be happy enough with it uh, compared to other primos who's, Floor maybe isn't as high, but their ceiling's higher, um, but coming with a little bit more risk. I think from week to week, that security in that almost that midpoint um, in my midfield, um, I like. It's just uh, I, I can't look away from it. So like that security there. Yeah. And it's worked out as well, that saving in cash between McRae to Steele. You'll see why I've actually done that as well because it's afforded me um, a, a, some of the players to be fitted into my team. Yeah, love it. Uh, moving on to uh, M4, and it is Tom Green. Uh, a lot of people jumping on this guy Oof. now. 33%, and for good reason. We all know how well he's gone over the preseason. We've spoken about it ad nauseum. Just 33%. I feel like I'm gonna, uh, I'm you're so, going to be hearing this a lot today because I've not been looking at ownership numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the, people have jumped on the Golden train more than they have Tom Green, surprisingly. So they should. They should Golden's do that. Actually, oh, yeah, I, know, I know you're the number one fan. <laughs> I'll be the number one fan of Tom Green. How about that? So we'll we'll go, go on the other side so oh, Tommy like Green too. doesn't feel left out. I'm on I'm on okay. both I'm on both their sides. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of like the, I don't know if you ever saw that. I think it was Mercedes ad, and it was like two two trucks, and it was like Jean Claude Van Damme. He's doing like the splits between both of them. His like legs are on both, <laughs> yes. and like the cars drive apart. That's you. That's me. That's you on the on the Tom no, Green like truck. In, um, what is that Captain America in one of the I can't remember which movie it was Civil War and he's pulling the, the helicopter in and oh, he's holding yes, on yes, to yes. the wall I'm like that's what I want I want them both <laughs> I want oh, them both well, yeah, uh, that's you that's you but I, I do I do like I do like the picture of you doing splits potentially over yeah, uh, I'm going to have to do that I'm going to have to make up that meme just put your head on Jean-Claude Van Damme oh. doing splits um, so that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, don't have to speak too much to this guy. He's mm. a breakout contender. Uh, he's been elevated to number one on uh, on my list, probably yours as well, I imagine, Liam, mm. uh, in terms of breakout contenders. Um, 
and have a look as well. I forget his name, but there's a few people on Twitter as well. Stats gurus have gone through, and he's in the age bracket, the game's played, uh, a few other factors as well that really the feed role. into yeah. pointing everything, yeah, the role as well, uptick in CBAs yeah. that point to him being a breakout. So I think you have to get on this guy. Um, I can't speak highly enough about this guy. Um, but let's, uh, let's move on to the next guy, and it is, again, everyone will have this guy. So I'll just scroll up. Uh, he's the eighth most selected midfielder, really? uh, and it is Jacob Hopper, 47%. Mm. Uh, probably don't have to speak too much to this guy either. Um, no. New team. Uh, he's, he's In terms of fitness, which he's struggled with in recent times, he's back to full fitness. Uh, looked pretty pretty good uh, in their practice game. Scored, scored pretty decently enough and should be a nice little uh, sort of on-field scoring cash cow slash stepping stone to a genuine primo. So lock and load with him. Um, I must admit, though, there was a guy that I was uh, flirting with, and he goes by the name of Setterfield, and you put his name in my mind. And uh, I'm, I might I'll have to wait and see with your team, but I might live vicariously through you because um, I just don't have the uh, the cojones to uh, or the balls to uh, to really um, <laughs> select him from the get go. So uh, wait and see there. I'll, if Hopper falters, Setters starts on fire. I'll happily make the uh, make the swap. Yeah, but move them yeah. around. That's kind of where I'm at with Hopper. And Makes moving sense. on to M6, and we have a guy here. Let's see how much of an ownership. I'm just scrolling through here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, he's actually grown up to 20%, and it is Finn Callahan. I uh, really liked what I saw with him as well. Um, he's not getting CBAs, but he doesn't need them because no, he's actually made that role. wing his own um, yeah. for GWS. Outside player. That's the only thing that kind of is a bit of a knock against him. Uh, you know, anyone with CBAs, they're obviously there at the uh, the feet of the Ruckman. Uh, there's opportunity there to get uh, possessions. He kind of has to be fed the ball on the wing, has to really make plays, be in the right positions um, to really make the most of his scoring potential. But from what I've saw so far, he is an absolute gun. Spoken of as the um, as, as sort of the, the prototype, the, the up and coming younger Josh Kelly, the way he plays, uh, high wraps on, these guy, on this guy. So, I'm tipping him to be another breakout contender. Awkward price point. That's the only thing there. Um, but yeah, I'm backing him in. So Finn Callahan. He he's an easy downgrade, I have to say, though. Like, if if he does fail mm. early on, like, it's not a hard downgrade. It'll free up some cash if, if you've missed a, a primo, like if a Ridley fails. Um, yep. For some reason, you can downgrade Callahan to a, to a rookie and bring in uh, and, you know, upgrade a Ridley um, to – like a, a Stewart or Dawson or whoever, whoever took his fancy, I guess. Yep. Or likewise, exactly right. a steel, a steel again fails mm. in the same way. You could, you could upgrade him to an Oliver if, if that's what you wanted. Yeah. Spot on. Exactly right. Spot on. So um, yeah, that's kind of what I've factored in as well. Like these higher priced rookies, it's not the end of the world. You're probably in a better position being, being yeah in, in that spot as opposed Over, to being overpaying in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, underpaying someone and then like going for a rookie like yeah. 117k and then Callahan kills it and you don't have money you have to like sacrifice a lamb almost yeah. like another like a sacrificial lamb almost um, in your team to make up that price difference to bring in that player um, so Finn Callahan is firmly in my side and won't be moved yeah moving on to this next guy and it, I'm just going to scroll up most selected player uh, in Supercoach I think overall Se- Ashcroft is that 77% 77% is that uh, it? So, seriously, like I'm seriously, I don't understand why mm. he's not in 99% of teams. Yep. 
even even after the practice game where he scored off chops and looked like yeah he'd been in the game for four plus years like don't second guess yourself i know people want to sort of uh, save money by going for for cheaper rookies and i can understand that but having said he's that he's not one he's not the one to he's he's with. scoring at the rate equivalent to you know 117k rookie that that needs to average x amount to to make 150k he's going to make 150k at the rate of his scoring, like 80 to 90 average, like easily, easily. Um, and he might even be, I mean, he's been compared to Dacos, obviously, but he might even be Dacos-esque where you don't necessarily need to trade him out. You could stick with him over the course of the season yeah. um, or even try and stick with him as a bit of a, you know, an M. M8, uh, M9 sort of thing, yeah. M9, yeah, as like a bench player. Um, and then sort of loop him in off the bench when you have a, a non-playing player. So, Ashcroft is, I think, should be in every single side. Don't second guess yourself. Don't be cute um, and go for him. No. Uh, in the next spot to round out the on-field rookies, and uh, we have another guy that really impressed me in 46% of teams, rightly so, Cam McKenzie for the Hawks. Uh, he, again, had that sort of – he played with that confidence and assurance uh, that he belonged at senior level. So I, I think he will be giving ample opportunity in the Hawks midfield, I mean, it's easy to say as well with the departures of, of uh, Tom Mitchell, Jaeger Ramirez and the like. But I think even so, we saw with with McDonald and a few other players at the Hawks last year, the youngsters that were given ample opportunity, even when they had sort of down games or they were subbed out of a game and you thought, oh, oh sorry, they they were, they were dropped from a game and you thought they won't return. Um, they were actually returned a couple of weeks later. So I think yeah. Sam Mitchell is of the mindset that you know, he's going to give them ample opportunity for the youngsters. So really like what I see with him opportunity and scoring potential tick and tick for me. So he is firmly in my side, uh, rounding out the bench and I'll quickly just go through these guys as well. Uh, so we've got Will Phillips, uh, in 51% yep. of teams again, security, uh, what's he's going to his third season now. Um, yeah. Uh, so his last season was wiped out by glandular fever. He's got the mature body. He's been in the gym. He's had a few pre-seasons now, um, so he should take the next step in his career uh, and yeah. make us. He was the third uh, most CBAs. Very good point. So yeah, opportunities that, that there. Of... I think his low score as well. He had very low disposal efficiency, so I'm not scared off. It was sort of well below his average from season 2021. 20, so I'm not too yep. concerned there. Yeah, exactly. So looking forward to him making bulk cash as a bit of a bit of a cash cow. And moving on to this guy here, Oscar Baker, who was uh, was poached from the D's, uh, 35% of teams mm-hmm. ownership. And like what I saw with him, uh, he's kind of got the opportunity there to make that wing role his own, like Callahan at the Giants, and looked really, really, really good. So um, happy with that. The other thing is as well that, which kind of fed into my thinking of maybe do I go for McRae instead of Steele? Uh, because Baker has sort of sewn up that wing spot, and it means that McRae won't be required to be pushed out to the wing as he was at various stages last season, which really ate into his scoreline. So if you are looking at McRae, I, I would still recommend considering him off the back of this. But I think, yeah, Baker, just speaking to him, he's uh, he's looked really good. Uh, mature player as well um, and should have opportunity there to stay in the dog side for as long as possible. Um, but yeah, should make us bulk cash again. Uh, rounding out my midfield. And this guy, again, is probably the most expendable in terms of rookies on my bench yeah. across my team because I'm unsure as to whether or not he's going to make his debut in round one. Chesser, uh, again, 
uh, a highly rated player, a high draft pick for the Eagles. Uh, was injured last year and had a, f- a couple of uh, question marks over him, over his fitness in the preseason. He's, he's been... Um, He's been managed, I think, for game time uh, in terms of practice games, um, preseason games. But again, I think he's he's so highly touted that he will be given opportunity at the Eagles, even if he doesn't debut for round one. I'm actually even willing to uh, to start with him on the bench because I am confident that he's going to be given an opportunity yeah. in the early rounds. So I could even potentially use him as a bit of a loophole. Um, yeah. And be confident that he's going to make his way into the Eagles lineup. So that rounds out my midfield in terms of structure. We've got Laird as a primo, Bont as a primo, Steele as a primo. It was a bit of a fallen primo, but primo nonetheless. Yep. Do remember that uh, two seasons ago consecutively, he finished the second highest ranked player in the midfield um, for in Supercoach. So I'm counting those as three primos. Tom Green as a breaker contender. I'm really super confident on him. Jacob Hopper, who should be a primo or on the cusp, on the cusp at least, uh, but due to injury has been, has fallen down in terms of his price point. Callahan, I have a breaker contender as a high priced rookie. Ashcroft Ashcroft is a rookie. McKenzie, a rookie. And then obviously on the bench there, Phillips, Baker and Chesser rounding it out for the cash cows. Love it. Let's move on to the rucks and, um, Pretty easy there. Rowan Marshall, D1. Uh, picked, I think yeah. he, he could be the, the highest um, ranked Ruckman come the end of the season. Everyone's on him. Although having said that, everyone should be on him. He's only in 53% of the team, so only in half the competition, which is quite surprising. Uh, he's a lock and load. He's really the uh, one of the few Ruckman uh, who doesn't have any competition. So, mm. I mean, he's going to get ample time in the Ruck. We all know how well he scores when he gets the sole ruck job uh, last season and season gone by when Ryder was injured. So he's a lock and load every day of the week. Um, should be in more teams Great. than 53%. This next spot, R2. Oof. Don't know who to go for. It was wrestling. I was going for maybe this guy, Tim English. Uh, then I was thinking of, didn't really consider Wits. I think he's, he's overpriced. Did consider Grundy. I think he's good value yeah. at that price point. Um, just unsure as to his scoring ceiling anymore with Gorn there. Flashed a bit of a ceiling there halfway through the practice game. Looked like he was on track for about 120, uh, tapered away. Darcy Cameron, he's been yeah, in there for really most of the preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's managed yet. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Darcy Cameron, we all know that he had a bit of a hammy flare-up. Um, I don't. I think he will score well enough, but I don't think he'll score well enough to justify that, that R2 position. Uh, even though he doesn't have that have that handy ruck forward status. Even if so, you, yeah, I agree. Even if you're going to move him forward, I don't think he justifies the price. No, I don't think he'll finish as a, a top and six or even a top the points, yeah, top eight forward uh, in terms of, of points for exactly. Um, Agreed. I also briefly considered this guy here, Maxi Gorn, the bearded one, uh, who we're all sleeping on because he's got a comfy, comfy beard. I think we are. Um, but I couldn't justify spending that amount of money, even though he, he's, he, he scored really well in the preseason. So I really narrowed down to one guy. And uh, it was a guy, I had to knock on the door because I couldn't, I'll turn the latch, I turned the doorknob, wouldn't open. I knocked on the other side. I heard, <laughs> and I knew exactly who was on the other side <laughs> presenting himself to me at R2. And it is none other than Hodor himself, Sean Darcy. Mm. Um, I think... The fact that he's had a flawless preseason, uh, the one knock on him has always been his his, uh, his fitness, durability. Um, he's, he's had a flawless preseason, looked really good 
Um, there's still a little bit of a question mark there. We only saw one glimpse of him working alongside Luke Jackson uh, in the little practice game before the, the preseason proper game. Um, so, I mean, that, that snapshot gave us um, a bit of a glimpse into him having about 70-odd percent or thereabouts, potentially. Um, so maybe we're all a little yeah. bit too scared um, and it's not warranted with uh, with Jackson coming into the side. So maybe Darcy still has the, uh, the full uh, lion's share of CBAs when it comes to Ruck. So I'm going to back him in uh, and I've selected him because it works well with price point. And I mean, as I've said, if he gets injured, I'll just give him the old heave-ho, Frio style, uh, and get him out of there and uh, push him out of the door. Say, sorry, Hodor. Um, yeah. that's, that's that with him. Um, yeah. Moving on to the R3, and it's pretty obvious. I think everyone should be using this strategy here. Non-playing player, Ruckman. Yeah. Uh, DPP as well, uh, Nick Madden, because you want to keep that in mind. Uh, it's pretty obvious to say, but for those of you who haven't really thought about it, Gorn should get, considering that he was playing ample minutes up forward, should get DPP and activate it as a ruck forward. You can bring uh, Gorney into your forward line. And then if something happens to Darcy or a Marshall or whatever, you can swing him with Madden and bring Gorn on field into the rucks. So that's kind of uh, the plan at the moment. Uh, hopefully it, uh, it all works out, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. So Madden, as well as the, the swing, being a non-playing player, it's the captaincy VC loophole. Um, so yeah, happy enough. enough with that. Moving on to the forwards and uh, no secrets as to who it is uh, for F1. And it is Josh Dunkley. Um, increased opportunity, uh, new new team. Uh, but what we saw over the, over the preseason, in that preseason game there, Age Jesus. profile was, as well, I think. Mm, mm. As good as ever. Yeah, he's he's not too old. Uh, again, fitness-wise, looking great. Um, top top Nick. Yeah, he's just he's going to score us points, and everyone's on him almost. 69% of uh, coaches have him in their team, and rightfully so. Uh, moving on to this next guy in F2, and it is the fourth most owned player in the forward line. It is Connor Rosie. And you've said it, Liam. Yeah, man. No, I've been. It's it's that that romanticism with me. He's 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 got me on board. <laughs> he took me out to dinner. I haven't told you this, but he took me out to dinner, candlelit dinner, and um, I, he, he shouted me like the uh, the most expensive meal on the menu. It was a, it was a lobster with a, the side of other things, and yeah, he uh, he got me. He got me. So I'm I'm on board. Uh, no longer am I criticizing him. Uh, no longer am I comparing him to Walsh, even though he's inferior to Walsh and will continue to be so. Um, <laughs> uh, he, um, to me, he presents as, as just a, a lock and load primo. So yeah. we all know how well he scores uh, with increased minutes, which we saw in the midfield across the preseason. So lock and load for me. Moving on to Tim Taranto. He is locked in as my F3. Again, uh, new team. Um Increased minutes in the CBA. Uh, he's looking fit. So lock and load with him. This next guy, Liam. Yeah, boy. Oh, Arrow. I will do anything just to fit him in. Into my team. Yes. Um, so he's, he's, his ownership has grown yes. 36%. And I'm one of those 36%. Um, and spoke about it in our last episode. Your foresight, Liam. Your you should be a talent scout. Mm. You know, <laughs> talent scouts at AFL club land. Super coach. A super Just coach, super talent coach. scout. Just for super coach. Wow. But Come no, on. no one's getting you. I've got monopoly. I really on you, hope so, he. Uh... 
I do hope he, uh, I do hope he comes off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. 36% of other people are on him as well. So that's, that's all good. Um, so and I know me. there's so no secret that, that you're, you're also in that 36%. Oh, yes. Um, but again, we spoke about, uh, in the same sort of, um, Mm. The same realm as Tom Green. He's that age profile, increased uh, opportunity in the midfield CBAs. Yeah. Um, he's been in the game long enough. Game's played. There's tick, 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 tick there. He should take the next step, I think. Um, so I think he's kind of, again, he's getting up to, to that ownership where it's a bit of a, um, uh, that, 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 that level of risk is negated. So um, yeah. not too worried about that. Um, let's no, move on to my F5. And this... Traditionally, I have had as a rookie, um, a rookie and a rookie to round out my mm. my forward line. And this, again, I'm taking some risks here. I'm taking some risks. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Uh, don't play too safe. And it is with a guy here. Uh, where's his ownership? Jeez, where is yeah. it? <gasps> is he a pod? Have I gone past him? I must have gone past him. Let me just, let me just punch it in. It is that stupid sexy one. 17% ownership. That stupid, sexy one, stupid, sexy Flanders. It is Sam Flanders, 256.3K as a, as a mid forward as well. Super handy DPP. But again, probably lesser so, um, probably the tier below Goulden and Tom Green in terms of um, taking yeah. the next step. Might be a season ahead of schedule um, in terms probably of Probably similar to a Callahan, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, very good point. Yep. Yeah, they're virtually on the same um, same path as well, like increased opportunity. Uh, Flanders is playing more wing time as well, uh, whilst being up yep. forward, sort of drifting drifting upwards uh, onto the wing uh, and looked really good. We all know how well he scored in the back end of the VFL. Um, so I'm, I'm locking him in. I'm backing him in as a bit of a breakout contender there. And again, risk is mitigated by the fact that if he doesn't pay off in the early rounds, he's at that price point where I can easily downgrade him to Easy. a rookie and get bulk cash. Like imagine I downgrade him to a 117K rookie. I've got almost 140K there in the kit. Smack exactly. bang straight away. That gives me just the world is my oyster. The super coach world is my oyster if that happens. Um, so super happy with that. Uh, the next guy is someone, a mature age player, and he's in 44% of teams. Uh, and he's the six months selected forward in the game and it is Fergus Green mature age player came from the dogs uh, looked really good should have kicked four goals in their preseason game kicked three goals two or something I think it was three goals three or something yeah I think like. it was yeah three um, two three two yeah and I wasn't just impressed with his scoring ability but in terms of uh, on the scoreboard kicking goals but also his pressure acts as well uh, gave off a, a goal as well uh, that I spotted looked really good uh, and everyone should have this guy in their team again playing for the Hawks young team should get opportunity yeah. mature age player Lock him in. Uh, moving on to the bench. And this is probably the most contentious for me because I'm still locking in this guy. I'm backing him in, even though he didn't impress me or any of oh, us really man. in the preseason. Toby McLean. So he's on the bench at the moment, but I may swing him into Tom Green's position. Yeah. Um, so that last, probably should say that, like the last position on-field position, every single area of my team is sort of up for grabs. So Constable may be moved with Lockie Cowan uh, or Wilmot yeah. Uh, yeah. McKenzie in the midfield and green as well, maybe switched with McLean. Um, but I think I'm happy to, to, to lock, to sort of back this guy in as a mid forward as well. That DPP super handy. Um, yep. I mean, at the moment I don't have any activations with the, uh, the mid forwards at the moment, um, but through trades and whatnot, I can act activate that switch. Yeah, I'm not, not too, would, I've got the depth yeah. there as well anyway, by the guys off the bench. So I'm not too phased at the moment, but later on in the season, 
um, to be able to activate a switch there. But McLean, yeah, I spoke of him uh, early on. The fact that he doesn't have to average too high, he just has to maintain his average that he has in previous years, which is around about that 60, 65 odd in order to make about 100 to 150K. So if he goes above that threshold, which he has been able to do playing predominantly or solely as a uh, high half forward, even if he doesn't get CBAs, it's, he's shown historically that he can make that uh, that average and he can make that bank. So happy enough with him and prefer him over a higher priced um sort of, you know, mature age rookies and in Ben King and, and Josh Bruce and a few other guys like uh, Oscar Allen's another one yeah. out there as well. I think of those guys, I think McLean has the best opportunity in terms of role yeah. um, and output to make us bulk cash and, and, and on a consistent yeah, basis as well. Yeah. Yeah. This other guy uh, I considered late off the back of what I saw in the preseason and he's from your mob, uh, Alwyn Davey. Uh, I didn't get know if in. he was going to get ample opportunity, but he looks really good. Nah, really, get really him good. in. Love the pressure that he provides there, and as you say, he's not—he's uh, not traditionally a small forward. Um, so no. I like that—that uh, that extra string to his bow as well. So there's potential there that he—he can—he um, doesn't have to be pigeonholed as a small forward. Um, so I really like that, and yeah, just looks really good as a as a cash cow as 117k. He's probably the—it's uh, him and Cowan in my team that actually are the only 117k rookies. Everyone else okay. is higher price Cheapest point, rookies. which is probably a bit of a bit of a difference compared to uh, yesteryear, um, yeah. where I've kind of tried to be a bit more frugal and uh, save a bit of coin by going for the 117k rookies. But I've been willing to pay up for a bit of security, where I think other years I've to. taken that gamble, mm. and uh, yeah, it, it hasn't paid off. But yeah, as you say, we've kind of had to this season because um, the best players are the, at those higher price points. So. Um, just rounding out as well in terms of structure for the forward line. So we've got Dunkley as a primo, Rosie primo, Taranto primo, and Goulden potentially on the cusp of a primo. Uh, and then yeah, we've got out. a mid-pricer there. Yeah, breakout. And then we've got a mid-pricer there in F4, uh, F5. Sorry. And then, uh, yeah, stupid sexy one. And then we have Green um, alternating with potentially McLean and Davey in that F6 spot. Uh, so that kind of rounds up my team. Uh, and that's kind of the structure that I'm going with. I've took a few more mid prices than uh, than what I have traditionally, so I'm yeah I'm proud of myself, and I'm I'm like yeah, it's fine. Like it's as I say, the 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 risk is mitigated by the higher See, price for the point. Risk, I Easily think. trade them down, um, and then in terms of ownership as well, Hopper high ownership, um, Constable high ownership. So the risks, whilst they are risks, they're mitigated largely. Uh, so so. I'm happy enough with, uh, with my team. That's kind of where I'm at. I like um, it. The only thing that will change are, uh, are probably the rookies on the bench. Uh, if there are any, any breakouts or guys that don't get selected, uh, which we always see happen uh, from year to year. So I might have to change a few here and there. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, my structure thereabouts. But any, any questions, Liam? Yeah, I do have a question. VC yeah, and okay. C. Mm-hmm. For, for round one or? For round one. Just for round one. Yeah, for, for round, round one. one. Okay. So for round just one, just for the good listeners. All right, let's just save my team right now. Let's lock that in, and uh, we'll see there. So at the moment, that's fine. That's it. Locked in, locked and loaded. Wait, where is it? There it is. Oh my god, <laughs> locked it. It's back. For those of you listening to the podcast, and you have no idea what it is. It's the prop. It's back again. The lock it's is the here. Lock. The lock prop. Um, in terms of VCs, so. I know I know. Uh, having a VC in the first game of the round is always fraught with danger and, and normally doesn't actually come off, but I'm so tempted by this man, Doherty. I like it. Uh, from what we I saw, like what we saw, I mean, 
there's that extra string to his bow. He's now getting CBAs. His ceiling off the back of that is therefore elevated. Um, so I really like that pick. And I kick-ins as well. Yep, absolutely. Um, playing that distributor role. Um, kick to kick in defense as well. So he, he is one. Um, if I was to go with him in terms of captaincy, uh, just looking, keeping in mind as well, Madden will be my loophole. So Madden plays on the Sunday, yeah. the third last game of the round. Um, so anyone above that uh, would probably have to be um, uh, I don't know. Like I could, I could really go for anyone. Um, apart from, no, oh, I could still, I could still go for um for Laird. Could I play in the same game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bont, I don't mind. Um, probably Bont and Laird. Uh, Dunkley, I don't mind. Um, uh, that's probably the extent of it. I'll probably go with either Dunks, Bont, uh, Laird. That's it. Probably between those players. Dunks. Um, yeah, Dunks. Yeah, Dunks. Dunks is one. Yeah. Um, Steele, I wouldn't have that much confidence in, but he's playing the last game anyway. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably yeah probably go with those 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 players there. In terms of if I wasn't to go for Doherty yeah. with my VC, I would probably go. I'd probably go for Bont. Yeah, sorry, I whoops. agree. I'd probably go for Bont, and then if he doesn't come off, I'd go with Laird as the C. Yeah, um, love it. I know, like they've they've come out today. Uh, Kingsley, the coach of uh, the Giants, and said that they're going to put some time and effort into Laird, but really they're not going to stop him and they're not going to care. He's a, he's a Tom yeah. Mitchell. He's, he's a bulk. I think there was also, but... yeah, there was also a tweet from Marat, Marora's magic. I can never say their name. Um, <laughs> saying that they got, ta- uh, Laird got tagged in round 23 last year and still pumped out a 123 or 125 or something. So yeah. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not too concerned by the tag. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things where I, I'm actually hoping that people get scared off by him, jump off, um, and if mm. and jump off because again, pr- it provides that point of difference. Um, but he's kind of like uh, Took Miller. He's kind of like a Tom Mitchell because like endurance runner, run all day, one mm. two handballs, um, just little piddly possessions that he gets, um, with ease and can score well enough. And I don't think he's impactful enough without too much disrespect to, to Lady, um, compared to other players. So, I mean, wait and see, but I think, yeah, I'm willing to lock him in, um, and go for him. But yeah, that, that rounds out my team, Liam. Um, that's me locked and Love loaded it. for season 2023. So I'm just going to sit back, kick back and, uh, not even, not even worry about walking. Like I've told you like pre pre-record, the, the the Thursday game Richmond Carlton I'm always walking into the into the gates on my phone my wife's trying to talk yep, to me stressing. I'm not absorbing a, a single word of what she's saying which is no different to normal when I'm doing super coach um, apologies <laughs> um, if she's listening and then yeah the only thing I have to worry about is obviously the rookies and stuff if there's if there's any um, yeah. any surprise omissions that sort of thing but. Super happy with my structure. I think it gives me a bit of security across the board. Um, rookies there that I think yeah. will make cash uh, in a good position if they don't come on early rounds to really trade them out to uh, another rookie that's uh, that's a bit of a bolter that I haven't selected initially. 
Um, and I've taken risks there with mid-prices. Callahan, Green, Hopper, Flanders, uh, Yo, Jones. Um, that on the large yep, are actually like yeah, highly owned. So, yeah, yep. I'm happy enough. So that's that's kind I of what's like Very nice. Uh, so I if you have any, have any comments, uh, queries, uh, anything else you want to, want to uh, comment on my on my uh, winning lineup? As I, uh, as I as I present it to you, hopefully it's a winning lineup. But uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments as well. Always happy to have a bit of uh, discussion points. And um, yeah, if you if you spotted anything that I haven't, um, let me know if you want to any if you want to pick my brains as to my thinking behind uh, the selection of this team. Uh, feel free to do so as well. But Liam, that rounds us out for this first unveiling episode of our final yes, it teams. Does. And next up, we're looking at your team. I better get it ready. Feeling. I better exactly I better do some final I, trades. Make sure it's. Make I, sure I saw it's up you. To tink- scratch. I saw you tinkering. Uh, I saw. I heard the keyboard on on your end as I was uh, announcing my team. It You're was. still doing some changes, with <laughs> Doing some changes. Doing some changes as 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 needed, as needed. Yeah. I need to make sure it's in tip top shape before I uh, share it with everybody. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. So. I'm excited. Right. Maybe it'll maybe it'll hold me to some accountability. I won't, won't be able to change it once I show up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though you've got 10, 10 teams in the go now. Uh, I know that, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, got screenshots. <laughs> got, got screenshots for about 10, 10, 10 setups, I reckon. Oh, Ooh. very nice. Well, um, do you want to keep up to date with all of our super coach related news, uh, news around uh, the debutants as they're announced as well, heading into round one, teams as they drop. Uh, you can keep abreast of all this. Mm-hmm. You can keep a gorn of all this. If you've listened to our previous episode, you'll know what we're referencing. Uh, and you can join in the discussion as well. Reach out to us on our socials, which you can do so uh, via Twitter at supercoach underscore edge. Uh, you can reach myself at demoj88 and Liam also at Liam Evans underscore 95 on Facebook. You can just punch in to your Facebook browser there, supercoach edge. Check us out there. Um, follow us for all of the, uh, all the news up to date um, updates, everything else and Insta and TikTok. Simply search Supercoach Edge. So you can also DM us as well or reply to our tweets with any questions you may have and we'll try to get back to you as soon as possible with our advice. But until uh, until then, well, I'll see you, Liam. Same time, same place. We'll catch you then. See you guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 